0: Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m.
1: So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John
2: is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com.
0: everybody, this is James, and Marco, and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 70. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, a review of the musical Cats, followed by an after the credits segment where we will be doing our final segment of the challenge, where we'll be talking about the video games that we completed, that we talked about last time. Yes. So without further ado then, let's get into what we've been watching.
2: Hey! you're watching
1: all right let's switch things up a little bit here and marco yes what have you been watching oh, i'm just kidding uh let's start with james
0: <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, this is my someone's life, been in isolation
1: a little too long <laughs> he's uh, like, uh-huh.
0: that's a. this is oh yeah by the way guys this is a quarantine episode two so far so yeah q2 yeah, look
1: at I that
2: you like that but we can all see each other which is great yeah so now, cool now we can, can you guys right? see us.
1: i'm not a map anymore
2: yeah
0: So, James, Um,
1: what have you been been watching?
0: Yeah, so I've been watching a few... I've actually been watching a lot of things, actually. You guys probably know. Recently, this last... uh, I follow you, I know. Yeah, last two weeks, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I started watching a ton of stuff. So, like, I was like, man, I got to, like, watch things, man, because... Um, I've had all these movies for a long time and, uh, you know, might as well just start knocking one out a night, a night or so. Right. So I've been, st- yeah. it's all, all over the place though. I've been watching movies from like 2013, 11, 15. Uh, one that I do want to talk about though, is I saw the Netflix film always be my maybe, which I believe Nabil, you said you'd already seen.
2: Yeah. A very good film on Netflix.
0: I don't know if you talked about it though on briefly.
2: We've talked about it briefly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So th- it probably was probably from last year too though. Always Be My Maybe, it stars uh, Ali Wong as Sasha and Randall Park as Marcus. It's basically about two friends that they're really close growing up and then they hook up one night right before they kind of leave for college or for when Sasha leaves to college and it jumps 16 years later to 2019 and like Sasha's like a chef and Marcus is kind of just doling around San Francisco still. That's the one thing I did like about it too, guys, is that it takes place in the Bay Area, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you represent. represent. Yeah, I think it has to be probably because Ali Wong grew up in San Francisco, so. Oh, I didn't know. I don't that. know. If, yeah, she was born and raised out there, so I don't know oh. if that had anything to do with it. But basically, she's opening a new restaurant, and she kind of basically, long story short, she crossed paths with Marcus, and, and you know, it's a romantic comedy. What else is going to happen? It's pretty predictable, so. <laughs> I like mean, uh, it, though. Off. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, <laughs> they start, you know, like, realizing, like, oh, my God, you've always been there. You're the one for me. But no, they like uh, it's a good, it's a good little mix, you know. Like overall, it's the way that they, film. yeah, it's cute. That's how I had started out by saying it's cute. I don't say that too often, you about movies, I guess. But um, I liked it. It was funny. Uh, it's like I said, that was very predictable. Don't. It's there's nothing cu- to, It's got a cute little burn, uh right?
2: cameo too in there, which is nice.
0: Yeah, which I would recommend if you haven't seen it, the trailer for it. Don't watch the trailer because that ruins the cameo. Just uh, go with it and just watch it without having to jump into anything like that. But the cameo was pretty funny so okay i, I highly, highly doubt it's called, uh, seen this. entertaining movie i think like, marco ain't seen this shit you'd like it no no i haven't i want to <laughs> other than that guys i do i'm just gonna bring out one because we're all gonna talk about a kind of a big one later uh i also saw the film bloodshot mm. which i think i talked about on the last pod and uh, saying that hey it's one of those movies that just was actually in theaters like three and a half weeks ago and now it's yeah. available to buy so we kind of all chipped in and picked this one up um, are you guys familiar with the Bloodshot comics? No, I wasn't either. So <laughs> fuck it, right?
2: <laughs> it's a small comic book company, right? But they've got like a lot of uh, comic book superheroes. I got the yeah, but I second guess second or third largest.
0: I guess this one is like Bloodshot. It's the one that's been running the longest, though. Right, I guess who publishes it? I think it's Valiant. Valiant Comics.
2: Oh hmm. yes, it is Valiant Comics. Yeah. Correct.
0: So they actually have some name. They're not too big, but the movie stars basically Vin Diesel as a guy named Ray Garrison. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's from a comic book. Stuck with the trope. Yeah, it's from a <laughs> it's not, it's, fr- it's a comic book. So I mean, it's just as funny as I guess I don't know Hank or something, right? That fucking name, dude. Hank Harris or whatever. I don't really know. Uh, so he wakes up one day in this building. It's a place called Rising Spirit Tech, RST. And he meets, like, the CEO, played by Guy Pearce. His name is Emil Harding, and he's kind of letting him know, like, hey, you know, like, you died. There's, like, a scene in the beginning I don't want to ruin, but he basically finds out that nanites infect his blood, basically, now. Or, or have been injected him, so he can... He has, like, abilities. He's basically a superhero now. Like, he could resurrect pieces of his body. There's, a uh, he has super strength he can pretty much do everything a like the can do Mandarin
1: in, a in Iron Man 3 S- Sorry. Sounds like he's more like Wolverine he's more like Man Wolverine. Say
0: I'd say Wolverine and Superman like a cross well, because
1: a guy Pierce you know
0: yeah no I I got no, the Mark. joke no. it just yeah. didn't work <laughs> <laughs> um guy Pierce is also very much you know I don't I don't want to spoil the movie but there's the movie's really predictable, too. I'll get to the point, though. The action is actually pretty good when it happens. I think the issue, though, with the film is the pacing's really off. It takes, like, 45 to an hour just to kind of get to the point of the movie. And by then, you're already halfway done with the movie. Like, okay, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's so much to the film where they show, like, too much in that trailer, by the way. Like, they I assumed as like much huge, when, we,
2: when they gave out the big plot of the story. I was like, I oh. can't
0: believe, like, with a movie that doesn't have a lot going for it, that they kind of were like, Guess what? He's being tricked or whatever, yeah. right? It was like, Great guys, thanks. And <laughs> it's like,
2: Okay, I guess I'm I don't know roll what these that. studios are thinking about when they get these trailer companies to make for
0: them. I, I really? almost feel like they're like, Hey, it's a dumb film. Turn off your mind and just watch it and stuff like that. The thing is, like, sometimes the CG looks really good and sometimes the CG looks fucking terrible.
1: It's probably a mix of you know them wanting to get people familiar with something that's not like probably mainstream. Yeah. And, and I mean they were trying for, they were yeah, trying to harder. do like
0: a franchise though out of it, so like I see what you mean by that Marco, but obviously it's probably not gonna happen, yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> especially because it came out at like a really bad time, obviously with the virus and yeah. stuff, so it's like no one really saw it and no. uh. But
2: he's infected with a virus too. So, does that mean that he knew what was going to happen? Whoa, whoa, Bill Vin Diesel. He, he knows didn't. Ch- the he world. didn't
0: choose that to happen. By the
2: way, it happened uh, to him. No one does.
0: And they just have some really stupid supporting characters, guys. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. There's so many people in this Honestly, movie. that, like. It I, maybe make people want
2: to watch it because of Vin Diesel, but I'd want to watch it because of Guy Pearce. I'm like, oh, wonder why he chose this film. I mean, let's find out.
0: I I guess, man, but he's. He's not. I mean, he's a big character, but he's not like the main reason to watch. The main reason is Vin Diesel, and it's just like, well, of course, he's more
1: titular
2: character.
0: Yeah, and I mean,
1: fun movie. So you know, like you said, it's just entertaining. You just kick back and enjoy the ride.
0: I think it's worth it. It's kind of cool seeing a movie that was just in theaters like three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. It's kind of cool, just like, hey, fuck it, right? Weird times, guys. (laughs) For the most, for the most part, it looks good still, especially in four K. So take a look at it. So, uh, but other than that, uh, there'll be something we all talk about at the end too. But that's all i've <laughs> been uh, pretty much watching so
1: good shit right on uh what about you nabil what have you been watching
2: well you know i haven't watched my strange things this time i've been pretty much keeping it in line with everybody else thank, <laughs> thank god yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding so so no crazy surprises here i got the chance to see onward <clears throat> um that came out in disney plus just uh beginning of the month nice um so that was cool uh of course, it's starring. We've talked about it on here, but it's got Tom Holland, Chris Pat. Basically, it's set in a fantasy world. There are a couple of elves, and they're trying to uh, have their father see their father in like twenty four hours, something like that. It's um, it's a cute film. It's a Pixar film. It tries to tug at your heartstrings. I I like the animation a lot. I thought it looked beautiful from like the opening scene. Um, I thought that was really great. The Pixar release, I think each film they come out with, it just pushes the limit to that tech. Uh, the CG that they're using on these films, so I thought it looked great. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't like too big of a fan of the general plot. And then my wife had said to me that she thinks it's because I actually figured out where the plot was going because I'm usually surprised, and because I wasn't <laughs> surprised. Wait, like, how you did you underpants? not know where the plot was no, going? No, I did. That's what she's saying. I knew where it was going, and that's probably why I wasn't as into it as I usually am with films, since you know I'm pretty oblivious to where things are going. I will say, like, without, I mean, it's, I guess, because I, I talked about it last time. I think
0: this movie connects more with people that have lost someone really close to them. Right. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to shit on you, Nabil, but I, I don't think that's quite happened to you yet. Thank God. I mean, not, not
2: as that close. No. Yeah. Had, and know, I think
0: that's well. why maybe for especially the people that I've talked to that like this one, all of them have like, man, my dad died, and blah. blah, blah. I'm like, oh fuck, you know. Right. And I think that it hits a little harder if that's the case for you. I yeah, think I thought,
1: that's also why I've been waiting to watch
0: it too. <laughs> yeah, especially you, Margot, so. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a it's a very sweet story. I mean, there's nothing I would say there's nothing inherently wrong with the film. It's it is entertaining. Just uh yeah, maybe it didn't resonate as much for me and that, yeah, that could be fine. the reason why, but definitely especially that it's on Disney Plus, you know, definitely worth a watch for sure. That's um, so
0: crazy. Just, like we were just talking about like it's like uh that was the last movie we saw in theaters and now it's on like home streaming for free. Right. Yeah. Uh, not for crazy. free, obviously subscription, but
2: um and then I also got a chance to see uh Birds of Prey. Uh and of course the full title is And the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. There you go. You gotta, say the you gotta say the title. <laughs> gotta, gotta thing, say the whole thing. bro. Full <laughs> title. Don't fall um, back on the, the rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a fun movie. Margot Robbie was cool. It's it's definitely not it it, it, it shy it pushes away from the suicide squad. It it has a little yeah. callback to it, um that she's just kind of a throwaway line. But it was its own film. I thought I I was I was uh, admiring the fight scenes a lot. Like I thought Mm -hmm. it was really well done how they choreographed the fight scenes. Where I was telling um, Alyssa that the fight scenes seem way more realistic in the sense like it's yeah it's like a woman fighting a big guy. You know, and it's not like they can just kick anybody's ass. Like they're using props. They're trying. She's using like things around her her legs. There's like all over the place. It seems like. If she was in a fight, this is what she would have to do. You can actually,
1: actually feel like the the, the fight. It right. was, yeah, it was choreographed by the by some of the same people who choreographed the John Wick movies.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and it yeah. shows. And you can tell, you can tell too. Especially I thought, I thought those the, were
2: excellent in that jail scene. Yeah, um, the story was good. You know, Hugh McGregor's character, uh, black mask, was crazy enough. You know, not too yeah. crazy, but crazy enough um, and scary. Especially they kind of had the scene in the middle, which really made him a bit uh, creepy. Uh, the ending was cool. How they, you know, it was just like how they ended the the boss battle. Essentially, he's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. comic booky. So I thought that was funny. I was like, the um, done that to a
0: lady before in a club.
2: <laughs> so uh, I was like, what are you doing
0: Nabil I said, who is this black mask or Nabil my friend? <laughs>
2: I'm kidding. And I thought, I thought the, I thought it was funny too. Shirt on with the mask too. I mean, that's all you need is the mask. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not it
0: like you said, we uh back in February, right? I think it came out. Jesus. Or end of January, something like that. Yeah. Marco me and uh, Mike. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it was, was of, that
1: was one of the last movies that I saw in theater, so it was kinda weird to see it already available for stream.
2: But that's good that you saw it, man. Yeah, it was it's a very fun film. I, I actually kinda recommend it if you're looking for like a superhero film that's just you know, not too serious and um I think it's it's funny and entertaining and some solid action in it, too. Good what stuff, What about man. you, though, Marco? Uh, what have you been dipping your, your, uh, your feet into? Because I know there's I, quite a bit out there.
1: <laughs> I've actually been watching a lot of stuff. Almost done with a few things, but some of the stuff that I have finished is a movie called Call Me By Your Name. And I rented it actually on Amazon Prime Video. And I wish I actually would have bought it. I actually just made, just turn around and just buy it anyway. And this is a movie that James has brought up before one of our episodes. Um, it's directed by Luca Guadagino, Nino. ah oh, man, I, I fucking killed his name. Anyway, he directed Some Italian guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it stars Army Hammer as Oliver and Timothy Chalamet as Elio. Um, basically, like how James said, it's, uh, it takes place in the 80s in Italy, and it's about uh, the um, the blossoming romance of a 17-year-old student played by Timothy Chalamet and a, a grad student um, played by Armie Hammer. And it just takes place throughout uh, an entire summer during the 80s. Um, I'm glad I finally got to see this. I was uh, told... Um, a couple times by James that it's a really good movie. And also by uh, a friend of the pod, Jill who just kept handing to me to watch this movie. And I finally did. And I really enjoyed it. The movie shot very beautifully. The cinematography in this movie, you know, I'm a sucker for cinematography is done very well. There's some really great shots. Um, Ah, uh, there are scenes where they're uh, at at a lake. Ah, uh, there's some really great panoramic shots of Italy, or what's supposed to be Italy. Italy. I didn't really check to see if they shot it on location or not. It looks like they did, so I'm assuming yes. Ah, uh, the 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 story itself um is also told very well. It it happens in a very realistic manner. Like it's not just like. Elio and Oliver meet, and boom, 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 things you know go from there. It's it's very gradual, and they they sort of hint at each other back and forth that they're interested in each other, and then eventually they they're just like, all right, are you into me? I'm into you, and it just goes from there. And it's it's like a, it's a very cute rom- summer romance flick, and it's told in a very. Like relatable manner. Like if you've ever like crushed on somebody and you just don't know if you're getting the signals or not, it it really touches on those things very well. And I think that uh, Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer had great chemistry together. Their performances were great. The acting was awesome. The dialogue was really good. The conversations that Elio has with his parents are are pretty good too. Like it, they have a very like great relationship as you know as parents and as son and there's one scene towards the end where uh, Elio and his father have a conversation I'm not going to spoil what it is but it's a very touching moment and I think it's just one of like the best parts of the movie um but yeah I I overall I really enjoyed the movie I definitely recommend it especially if you're a fan of like uh indie romance movies um Highly recommend this one. Uh, great cast overall, too. Even the supporting actors were very, uh, were done very well. And, uh, the music is good. I'm a sucker for 80s music. And
0: yeah, it's got a really good soundtrack. Yeah.
1: Um, I, uh, I really like the music a lot. Um, so yeah, give it a shot. It's on Amazon Prime Video. You can rent it or you can purchase it. Your choice. Um, if you're a fan of Army Hammer or Timothy Chalamet, too, I highly recommend it. Uh, Aside from that, I also saw The King on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, which also stars Timothy Chalamet. I was on a Chalamet kick, I guess. Um, I can tell. But God, this, yeah, this is also another one that I've been told to watch uh, numerous times. Uh, it's directed by David Michaud, who also did Animal Kingdom and War Machine with Brad Pitt. And this also stars Joel Egerton as Falstaff, uh, who's Timothy Chalamet's character, Hal Henry V best friend and i didn't even know that uh egerton also co-wrote the movie too which is pretty cool yeah but um i know this is one that was also brought up previously on the pod um and basically really quick it's about uh henry v and his rise as king to the throne of uh england and um i really like this one too i'm not gonna lie it's it's kind of loosely based on the Shakespearean play Henry V, um, but it takes its own liberties with the story as well too. And it's not necessarily historically accurate, but I think visually and as a story, it, it's done very well. Uh, Timothy Chalamet plays a very like kind of broken character. They call him Hal throughout the movie. Um, it's only until he takes the crown where they kind of start calling him like Henry, but his friends still call him Hal. And you you kind of see that he really comes from just not wanting to take on the like the inheritance of becoming king or anything like that, and then finally like he's kind of thrusted into it and forced into it, and he sort of does it in order to like save his brother. And he really does it first out of like goodwill because he wants to do a much better job than his than his predecessors, but kind of comes to realize that he has to be kind of like a tyrant at some points in order for people to respect him. Uh, Robert Panson's character, the Dauphin of France, I thought was also I agree with uh uh James there when he mentioned he's good, it. Dude. He's, yeah. He's he was good. really good as at that as that character and it's really cool to kind of see him kind of like pick at Timothy Chalamet and it's worth the payoff um when they finally do sort of quote unquote battle each other. I'm not gonna spoil what happens there, but um, I do like the outcome of that. Uh, overall, like the story keeps you very vested into the story. The performances are done very well. Um, Timothy Chalamet does a great job in this one as well too. Very believable as a character of Henry V. Um, Joel Egerton as a supporting character of Falstaff I think it was really great too. Him and Timothy Chalamet have a great chemistry. You can actually believe that they're like really good friends that like like to mess around and get drunk and party and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, overall, like the story just takes place like in just a like small period of time. It's just sort of like uh, Henry V's like, beginnings as king and when he finally ascends to the throne. Uh, similar to how the play does as well. And I'd say it's a very interesting story. It's very violent. Um, if you're into that Game of Thrones type of violence with like swords slicing throats and cutting off limbs and shit like that, then this is something for you. Another great movie with uh, good cinematography as well. I thought that there were some really cool like shots in this as well, like with over the horizon and the sun in the background uh, after a battle has just taken place and like after rain has fallen, everything just looks really great. Uh, the action sequences are awesome, and uh, yeah, it's a very entertaining movie. Um, it starts off kind of slow, but eventually like picks up towards the middle. So it's streaming on Netflix if you're into these types of period, timepiece movies, then this is something for you. Uh, Aside from that, really quick, uh, I'm just going to say that I finished Star Trek Picard on the CBS network with Patrick Stewart reprising his role as Jean-Luc Picard and uh, Issa Brionis playing the character of Soji, who's like sort of a daughter of the character of Data from The Next Generation. Overall, I really enjoyed it. It's um, not, like I said, it's not episodic. It's one giant arc from the first episode to the last one, which is episode 10, A lot of cameos from the different franchises of Star Trek. But uh, overall, the story had a solid payoff as far as like what's going on in the story with uh, synthetic life being banned in, in, uh, I guess, in the galaxy and um, them fighting for freedom and for rights and Jean-Luc Picard trying to be their voice and trying to protect them as a species. I think overall, like the themes are very resonant with today's time. And I... I think it's very entertaining. It's kind of a slow burn also at first, but if you're a fan of Jean-Luc Picard or Patrick Stewart himself or a fan of the next generation or any of the Star Trek franchises, I highly recommend this one. It's very entertaining. But aside from that, that's all I've been watching.
2: Nice. Quite a bit of stuff there. Uh Bill, have you seen The King? I have not. It's one I've wanted to watch. I'm I'm uh, very fascinated with Yeah, uh, I think you'd uh, actually the the Yeah, I think you'd enjoy that one. Yeah
0: yeah uh so we did leave one off here at the end here as well so everybody has been watching the tiger king on netflix as well the documentary yes, so we yes they have been. i didn't think i was gonna have time to watch this shit either but uh nabil Neither actually had sent us a text like urging us to watch this instead of cats i assumed he thought cats was the tiger king so <laughs> i was like yeah bro we're already, i was like yeah we're already doing it man relax but i was incorrect. he's like no not the lion king bro it's cats <laughs>
1: I thought he had a lion's mane on him, but it's really just his beard he just grew out. So it's know. like the
0: Lion King too. It's like you know, whatever. But Jeez. so the Tiger King guys. This is a uh, mini series. It's seven episodes. I mean, it might be eight episodes now. We're not sure, but uh, it's basically. I mean. It's a document. I mean, if you don't know about it by now, it's a shocker, but it's about uh, IMDb descriptions of rivalry between Big Cat Eccentrics it takes a dark turn when Joe Exotic, a controversial Animal Park boss, is caught in the Murder for Hire plot. I gotta say that I enjoyed this documentary, it's uh, pretty wild, like, I don't really watch documentaries, you guys know that, um, it's one of those things where something has to really interest me, and I guess because, I don't know, maybe because these were... The way this was filmed, I actually like that they shot actually documentary footage it's, on it. It started you
2: know? out being about big well, because he says in the beginning, he's talking about snakes, and then it starts out about this whole big cat thing yeah. and then turns into focusing on Joe Exotic. And he the the direct the the director and the documentarian basically landed on a gold mine <laughs> a Oh yeah, now. they filmed
0: him for years of yeah. like doing all this shit
2: and then they just uncovered even more plots. Like, oh my god, dude. It just got crazier and crazier. Over five years. Crazier and crazier. Yeah.
1: I think it was interesting. It's interesting to, to kind of know that this type of world or underworld exists. Like, I had no fucking idea at all, like, that, you know, people were having, like, th- that there were that many fucking private zoos in the U.S. Big cats, and too. That, people you know, owning them, yeah. yeah. it was fucked up. And, like, I don't know. I At first, I thought it was, like, kind of entertaining. And then it sort of, like, went really dark. And you realize, wow, these are... All pieces of shit. Every yeah. single real one of them. people
2: hurting in some ways, addicted to drugs, you know, harming animals. Also, yeah. just I mean, it seemed like almost all of them are cults. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every one of
0: them it's like, yeah. No, I I found it highly entertaining. Just I couldn't. I wanted. I almost watched the whole thing in one sitting. So that's how much. Same. It's, it's just it's yeah. interesting
1: to like like I said, just to kind of know that this kind of shit exists, and it's just like, what the
0: fuck? How did this go over my head? Type of thing. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, there's probably worse stuff that people own. Exotic animals, man. It's a thing, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's nuts. It's fucked up. Like, you know, just the fact that there are just so many of these animals in captivity versus the wild. It's like, dude, that's fucking insane. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sad, sad world. Just like, kind of like how, I mean, they, it started out almost like they were going to do like a blackfish kind of movie, right? right? That's what it was intended to be. And then. Yeah. Obviously, from that point forward, it got kind of more like, hey, Carol, did you murder your husband? So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: every single one of these people are dirty, but yeah. All of them actually, have their own shit, yeah. It's funny, like, and uh, this show actually helped reopen the investigation against her and stuff, too, because yeah, basically everyone is being investigated. It's going to be a her. Okay, so
0: what we'll about some non yeah. Who's going to. You know. and but it shows you the contrast between the people but it also shows you that, like man this she's got free labor too and she's charging people yep. just as much she's not breeding cats and shit obviously but that we know of right but
2: but she is profiting off of them oh yeah definitely man it's it's an interesting tale with a lot of eccentric characters who have a lot of flaws and unfortunately it doesn't spend enough time on the and the exact animal trope because it does talk about them in the beginning they try to put some blame around it. But really, the focus ends up leaning more on Joe Exotic and the, oh, yeah. the yeah. characters that are really, you know, real life people yeah. that are are raising these tigers, so to speak, or selling them for profit. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a very fascinating look into this world, and also it's just it's 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 unbelievable just watching it and seeing that this is a real thing. At the same time, saying just how crazy some of these people are um I'm like it's just so, unreal that
1: it still like you know, fucking happens meth it's is like a hell
2: of a drug man it's just, yeah, uh yeah <laughs> people, they, just, apparently it'll get you to do anything oh really though <laughs> i mean so. they,
0: those guys are straight dude <laughs> yeah they are they've got it on camera sure he was like yeah i've sure. been dating girls my whole life i just like pink camo i was like that's cool bro and God, a lot of meth yeah man I told you, dude, there's there's a lot of it's just like it's just the reason why it was so entertaining to me. Just like this, such eccentric fucking characters, bro. Yeah. Every one of them, like every one of them. I was like, oh my fucking! God. It's gonna I be. I was always, movie. I was always saying, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this yeah. is like, this is the shit like you like a four year old writes up or some shit, right? And then Joe yeah. Exotic ran for president, and then right, <laughs> uh,
2: and then governor. And... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this real? <laughs> this...
0: Remember I told you the fucker showed up to his fucking thing in an Iron Man T-shirt. I'm like, yeah, man, I all are. To they the showed a,
1: a clip from like the Joel like uh, last week tonight and yeah. on HBO, and I actually kind of vaguely remember that dude being shown. I just thought it was a joke. I had no idea that it was actually real and it was a real fucking campaign. Yeah. It's just fucking insane, dude. Literally just, anyone can will will want to try to run for president. I guess
0: I. Yeah, well, that's,
2: successfully. That's another pivot. <laughs> I know so it's just it's much. just
0: so much stuff. Just even leading to it, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah I it was like the ammunitions manager at Walmart, and the guy's like, of course I went. Got just hired. Camp, my dream camp, dream job, but or it was the, the worst job I've admitted, ever
2: had. The former admitted drug kingpin that you know seems like the sanest of the group. You know, did his time, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's literally Golden talking about like
0: honest. he like <laughs> he talked about killing someone. He's like, yeah, but you know, whatever. I just did it just to buy my pets and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Shit. So I mean, hey, it's a wild documentary, man. It's just yeah. Like, if you obviously, some crazy shit, it's it's leaning toward the message to try to tell you because of something that it wants to tell you. And obviously, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to with stuff like this too. Is like they're trying to make it look in a certain way. I know. So yeah. I mean, he obviously somewhat is trying to show that Joe probably got set up in a way. That Jeff is a huge con artist. That Carol is probably fine. I mean, from the sound of it, as much as you want to think that she probably had a tiger eater husband, I don't think there's anything. There's no not enough evidence to even. Show I mean, that.
1: they're they're all trying to fuck each other. Yeah, like, they're everyone, all. Yeah. It, it's like any racket. There's someone's trying to like become the quote unquote king of mm-hmm. like the whole yeah. the whole thing. You like know, like
0: the, the be doc be more guy. A loss this kind of stuff. It's like yeah, drug cartels. You know, when
1: they try to take each other out and shit. And
0: oh, yeah, and that's why Joe at the end the market. Start snitching, and that's why you know they tell you stuff that happened, but then it's like, I don't know. Just yeah. yeah, Jeff's is kind of a piece of shit too. So <laughs> yeah. Especially apparently, dad, but...
1: you can uh you can accept money to try to you know put a hit on someone and not go to jail for it, <laughs> and not show <laughs> proof that
0: you ever even received the money. Apparently, I so. mean, that's yeah. it. It's just you know. Word I was of mouth, like, wow. Yeah. Like, I never even went. I'm like, damn. He just admitted right here that he never even went.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even with Briars, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Fuck. then the
0: are like, God, this is like, and obviously he's trying to show Jeff in a shitty light, too, and he's just like, they're showing Jeff, like, oh, she's going to work off the weight and stuff afterwards, and then we're going to get this nanny. I'm like, this is, like, cringe worthy right now, bro. Yeah. And then that fucking Chucky guy at the end was kind of creepy, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best scene, bro, when he's driving it's, that fucking jet ski toward the camera yeah. with the eye of the tiger playing.
2: He's, they got <sighs> something on him about the weasels, bro. That's all. <laughs> dude, yeah. his, lemur, his lemur, his lemur. His fucking lemur. His
0: fucking lemur. So he's like, I have to become an informant, guys. Oh, and I was Jesus like, who's giving out the haircuts in this county? <laughs> Fuck, it looked bad, dude. That guy was quarantine haircutting himself fucking months in advance. But yeah, Tiger King, guys. I mean, more than likely, you've already seen it, probably. Yeah, if you haven't, Again. Pretty pretty easy watch, I gotta say, and that's coming for you're, me. And I don't like I don't like documentaries. So. You'll
2: knock right through it. It's a great show. You keep on it. Just spend a Saturday. You're fine. The bill was you're constantly just, just texting us. it's kind of hard to watch to
1: stop watching it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like watching a while, dude. It's, it's like watching a, a train
0: wreck. Like you just gotta keep seeing what's happening. You're like right? it's horrifying. Yeah. But that
1: is are there t- more trains coming? <laughs> the perfect <laughs> yeah, that is the perfect description of it. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Like, these are not good people, as much as, you know. Yeah. There's no one to root there's for. There's no one this. really to root for. Like, you can go mm-hmm. for Joe, because maybe just kind of a sad dude, but he started out with good intentions, and then, obviously... Some of the
1: memes people have released... Uh, oh, the on, memes on, are worth on, it. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Fucked. The memes
0: are worth it just, just, just to watch <laughs> this, and to watch it, just to oh, go shit. with the memes just makes it worth it, like, dude, just so you understand what they mean, but... God, yeah. It's a wild ride. and Apparently, there might be one more episode they're doing. Yeah, there might be one more. so a little epilogue. Because I think... Didn't they do that for Making a Murderer? I think they, they came did. out yeah. with yeah. one yeah. more. After the popularity of it was, like, Through the Roof. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah a, it, like, like a follow-up, It opened right? up a can of worms, for yeah. sure. So
2: Cool. So that's Tiger King, and that's streaming on Netflix. We've told you nothing, and yet we've told you everything. About yeah, Netflix. in a way, we have.
0: But once again, you've probably um, almost... Learned most of it through your memes and people's word of mouth, probably. Yeah.
1: Don't say we didn't warn you, though.
0: All right, guys. So let's go on to our own version of the Tiger King and do our review of the movie Cats. Tonight is a magical night
2: where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. Going to the ball could get dangerous. Come on! Let's dance! I judge a cat by its soul. I've got plenty of soul. Spotlight.
1: And a drum roll, please. Milk! It's party time. The most deserving cat will be reborn into another life so they can be who they've always dreamed of being
2: what's your name
0: guys. Okay, so the imdb description here is a tribe of cats called the jellicles must decide yearly which one will send to the heaviside la- layer and come back to a new jellicle life this is directed by tom hooper who directed the king's speech in 2010 les miserables in 2012 and the danish girl in 2015 this stars Francisca Hayward as Victoria, Robbie Fairchild as Strap, Laurie Davidson as Mr. Mistopheles, Idris Elba as McCavity, Jason Derulo as Rome R- R- Tugger, Revel Wilson as Jenny Annie Dots, Jennifer Hudson as Grizzabella, James Corden as Blessed Jones, Ray Winston as Grell Tiger, Judy Dench as Old Deuteronomy, Ian McKellen as Gus the Theater Cat, and Taylor Swift as Bomba So I'm going to start with Nabil here and ask for a yay or nay. Nay. (laughs) Like no.
2: This film shouldn't have existed. I knew about some of the songs in the play and what what I did know about it, I wasn't interested. And then I saw it and I realized I wasted so much time of my life. And I thank you, James, for making me watch this because now I know that I will not ever have to see this film again. I got a feeling you're watching again. I'm just kidding. No.
0: (laughs) He's like, You know what, man, I really, really liked that song Memories. Uh, so Marco, uh, what about you, big boy? It's a hard fucking nay. I it like, yeah, I heard you say what?
1: I'm just kidding. No, hard fucking nay. Okay. No,
0: angelical nay. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> You guys you. you guys you guys might be wondering why we chose this movie. Truthfully, we weren't quite ready to start the James Bond marathon yet <laughs> because uh, of our yeah. cha- because of our challenge, so that would have been insane to beat a game and watch seven movies. I mean, at this point though, we probably could have done it.
1: I mean, we we all agreed to watch it and I I yeah. kind of I mean, what what to say about this movie? Is can we even call it a movie? Is it even I mean,
2: yeah, it's a movie. St- I mean, it's a movie. <laughs>
1: It's a it's a long hour and forty nine minute music video is all it is really. <laughs> well, it's like couldn't you say lines of
0: couldn't you say that's I mean truthfully though from what I've heard that's exactly how the play goes out too. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah, it, with the uh, hit Broadway play. It, yeah, I mean it. Okay.
1: Yeah, this this is definitely something that doesn't really translate well onto film from like the sound stage. Like this is meant to be a live production. Oh yeah, and it, yeah, and I it, it shows. I, I mean, I was uh, I was telling someone that it's if you if, if you're watching this on Broadway or something, like yeah, it'd be entertaining, be cool because obviously you're you're there to watch that. But for on film on screen in my opinion, it didn't translate well at all. Like the story was fucking trash I and mean, the performances. Oh God. The CGI oh, made me cringe. And of course we know that of all the production problems that it had. I mean, the fact that they had to basically like release the quote unquote DLC for this movie in order to patch it up and, and make it a little bit more um, tolerable. And even that like didn't really do it justice, but yeah. Um, I
0: don't even know how, like, a, what could that have looked like? All right,
1: I'm I'm curious, yeah. but um, you know, I'd say even uh, even with a little bit of whiskey in me, this movie was not uh, that entertaining at all. You know,
2: w- what about <laughs> you, James? <laughs> Yay or nay? Well, it's a nay still, but I thought the
0: story was okay. Like I got it. It's about these cats that want to, you know. And it's set, it's set exactly like a play. It's like, okay, we're going to introduce you to the main players here. They all have some kind of a, what they've been doing for the community. And then it's up to fucking Judy Dench's character. uh, Old Deuteronomy to fucking... Like, you can go become resurrected, right? So, like, I get that, right? And it's just not translated well. I agree with Marco. It's not translated well on the screen. So, a lot of other musicals can work well as a movie format. And this one just... It's just creepy looking and weird. And truthfully, I know aesthetics themselves shouldn't be the whole thing. But, man, from the opening sequence, I was like, oh, God, this is just, like, unnerving a little bit. Like, a lot of the um, CG was really rough. And I'd like to see how it looked like even without CG. I don't know if that was on, like, a behind-the-scenes on this thing or not. But, like, apparently they're all motion-captured, right? And then their CG is added on afterwards. Right. So, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I want to ask you guys a couple things. Like... Do you? Uh, for me, the the point I was like I I, I gave it, I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I have a friend that really really likes this movie, and uh, I think truthfully this film will have like a cult following probably, and it's already started. Uh, a lot of the uh, Alamo Draft House were doing special screenings for people for this film, and it, I think that's where like people were doing it as if kind of like a Rocky Horror kind of thing where they dressed up and. During certain things, you do certain stuff, too, and I think that's probably what this film is going to probably go down as. But, man, for me, as soon as we got to those fucking fake CG rats and the cockroaches, I was like, oh, yeah. all right, right, they lost me now. Yeah. And, I mean, I was really trying. I was like, I can – I mean, everything was either, like, creepy or weird to me. Some of the singing is pretty good, I think. I'm trying to give it some benefits. Francisco Hayward is a relatively unknown actress, and I thought she actually was – Probably one of the more standout
2: performances in the movie. Well, she's a ballerina originally, and was just you can tell what she yeah. does, and she actually sings quite well. So, yeah, I honestly thought that the performances were fine. Like the dance, I I love the choreography. That's the one thing I actually enjoyed yeah. about the film. <laughs> did was like the dancing? The... Was great. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, did I, I, you it,
1: like the big fight? yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think the problem w- for me the whole time was the CG. I think they should the have, have done it like bad. the play. They should have just had him in costume. Costume yeah. exactly. It would have been a little better, more tolerable, uh, you know, just do movie quality production on the costumes. Mm -hmm. And it took took so much away from the dancing, which it's so heavy, you know, like it is so much choreography in there. And I thought it was all so well done and I I could barely watch it because of the CG. And the, the singing was, you know, it was fine. Even with Jennifer Hudson, I was like, okay, you know, it's not... It didn't blow me away i didn't really think much about the songs it's very much of the time yeah for the new i mean
0: the new song is the one that taylor swift uh created the ghost one or whatever right Right. but yeah, i think so the right. like for instance i actually thought the james corden sequence was probably one of the better sequences in the movie Right. where he comes in just because it's just funny it kind of takes away finally because there's so much seriousness in the beginning. like jesus christ right mm-hmm. there's a lot of sequences yeah. that i thought they could have just got fucking rid of dude like when she's talking I, I, to the two cats that leave her behind right that could have been cut i'm like did right. this add anything other than a 10 minute sequence that's I think like what?
1: 90% of the movie could have been cut <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: like, i've just seen better plays man there's yeah. so many better musicals out there where like it was they just more like coherent story like and, and that actually she... even have a story like it was just kind of like i agree with the bill and, and with you james that the singing was was probably if if there's only like one thing, like saving grace, I would say it was the music. That was the singing. Yeah, it's I, I such a—it's
0: a really, really bizarre film. Like that's what I'm trying to get at yeah. too. It's like, uh, it's it's easy. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Like definitely yeah, not the not worst movie I've ever seen. It's not even the worst musical I've seen. To actually tell you guys the truth. So uh, it's definitely for me. Um, probably hands down. I think I've probably seen probably more musicals overall. And you guys probably combined at this point, but I've seen quite a few I actually movies. like. Yeah. I mean, Nabil knows this. I actually like musicals. It took me yeah. a long time to realize that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think was, he's like. I think you like these. I was like, actually, I think you're right too. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's it's such a strange story, and I guess also I've I'm not I don't know how you guys familiar with the play at all before this, or did you guys go in blind? I mean, I knew I'm aspects blind. of it. Yeah, okay. I knew. I knew some aspects of I it. I knew the storyline uh, of the the yeah. thing because I watched it when I was uh, when I was in elementary school. We had to watch the, uh, the VHS version of it of the play, so I've actually seen the thing before. So maybe that helped me because I knew like what was coming on, or I knew the uh, general you thing.
1: We did we did do that at school once. Also, I fell asleep. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna <laughs> say
0: if you ever went to Crescent Elementary, you definitely saw this. If anybody yeah. did, yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, hard. So that's one thing I think probably helped out a little bit. Was that I knew a lot of most of the basics of the story, I guess. So I wasn't like, oh, I've I've been in musicals. I was
1: in like The Sound of Music in high school and Bye Bye Birdie and stuff. And like all those were actually really great. I'm Uh, looking at a photo of you here, though,
0: in a cat costume, Marcos. Are you sure (laughs) you're not just taking this against it?
1: (laughs) Meow. He's like, (laughs) I was a rum tum tugger. I was in a Superman musical, sir. (laughs) And no, I was not Superman, I was the villain and uh you were lex Luthor, I, bro no it was uh it, i was an evil reporter that just kind of hated superman and i teamed up with the quote-unquote lex Luthor character who was an evil what, doctor you guys trademarked and or
0: something can do, use his name <laughs> i i
1: really don't know Sounds why like they it. didn't use lex Luthor, but um i got i got to pick who i wanted to be and i was like i want to be the Dylan. so you guys and, um, were
0: superman three nice i
1: basically
0: do <laughs>
2: yeah
1: and i was just like man i thought for the longest time that was probably one of the worst musicals i've ever like known and then i saw this and i was like this I, one's, I don't get me it. wrong this one's
0: rough but there's still i mean if there's anything that i could say that i even remotely liked, like i said it's like okay like for instance like taylor swift just disappears by the way do you guys notice that
2: i mean yeah that too I don't know if she really needed to be in the film, but I guess she had her intro and did her little thing, and then she like, literally goodbye. is gone
0: after that. I was like, "Is that it? She's gone." They never bring that up again. What the fuck, dude? And I mean, like,
1: sadly, she was probably one of the best parts of this, and I was like, oh, her song was actually, gone.
0: yeah, I'll say, but that's also because you can sing really well too. I think I don't think it had anything to do with the uh, visual of it or anything, but and it's kind of funny. She's a good performer. It's, yeah. Yeah, which Visually. she she almost had a part in Les Mis, but she lost out to someone in that one apparently, and that's why Tom Hooper was like, as soon as he wanted her for this one, she like was like, yes. So, um, I mean, other than that, it's really just. It, I feel like <laughs> this CG man. This it's is really not even just that, that. Like, there's no spoilers to this movie. Like the way it ends too, it should have ended right where just the balloon goes into the sky, right? And then they get into this <laughs> yeah. weird thing where Judy Dench breaks the fourth wall and starts talking to people. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now?
2: And they yeah, start re- say, repeating her words and shit. When you're adapting things, <laughs> from musicals, especially your oh plays, God. into like it, you can tell that sequence is from the play. Yeah. Like that's directly. You don't have I'm to like, do it literally. Yeah, I was awesome. the like, why there's it yeah. has its own format. You can ma- yeah. make some changes. You know, I would like, say you
1: can you can watch the first five minutes of this and then fast forward to the last like five minutes of this and boom, you you're done. That's well, all you it's,
2: need. It's disappointing because. Uh, you know, Tom Hooper did uh, direct some great films, you know, it's and plays, yeah. you know, like the Mis, uh, for example. And it's like, he, you would think he got, he he understands it. He should be able to put this together fine and adapt it. And maybe it's just Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't know. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> so you can't adapt it. Well, but it's like, uh, it just, he couldn't translate that play into a film. Um, no. yeah, and you could definitely tell he tried, but. Like I said, the CG didn't work. I do th- I-, I really think the choreography was great though. Just that dancing, if just to watch that I'd like to see, like you said, James C something that's behind the scenes with them just doing the choreography. Yeah. I just want to see like, what it looked like too, cool.
0: just without all the weird shit on them. Like, okay. They actually right. did a good
2: thing mean,
1: Yeah, I thought I thought that seeing it live, like seeing like people do the motions and act all cat like would be kind of interesting live and stuff, but on screen, like as humanoid cat hybrid people. I was like, this is the shit of nightmares. It is and pretty, it's unsettling a it little was, bit.
2: And like released a butthole cut. And, like, and,
1: I, and I, I'm shitting on it really hard, but I did try to go in, you know, with with the benefit of the doubt. Hey, maybe it's not that bad. And when Jellical Cats, the song started, at first I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of feeling, you know, the beat a little bit. It's almost like Little Shop of Horrors. And then it just lost me after
0: that. I was like, <laughs> fuck. Marco was, was just like, he like. <laughs> 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 He's like, I kind of like it. What's it mean? He, <laughs> like, he put fuck? on his old. Su- he wore put on his old Superman costume. He's like, let me go try this. <laughs> I'm a jellico now. <laughs> I'm a jellico reporter. And then singing the lyrics. I'm
1: like, what the fuck is this shit? What actually? Is this? I won't
0: lie. I kind of like using that word just to piss people off. <laughs> jellico. It kind of comes off the tongue, kind of nice, doesn't it? Like, oh, stop being so jellical. Someone's like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> I'm like at the, I'm like what the
1: fuck is Evangelical Cats? It's Jesus funny. Well, it's the Christ. name of their
0: tribe. That's all it is. But yeah. they, they do a piss poor God. job of explaining that.
1: Forty forty five minutes in the movie, I'm like I'm fucking lost. I'm looking at this half bottle of whiskey here. I'm like I'm gonna end up just killing this thing right here right now because might I'm, help I'm lost.
0: <laughs> Maybe it would have. Um, uh, yeah. Well, because yeah, late Miz, I thought he did actually a pretty good job of that yeah, one. Yeah, that was And good. that's a good oh, that one because um, I remember I saw that one with Nabil, actually. And I actually called out of work to go watch that movie. You <laughs> <For> did. <dibs. laughs> I showed up at Nibble's place at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to work today, cause I, but I got to pretend I am. So do you want to go see a movie? And he was a we...
1: full tux too, for no reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no shoes, though, for some reason. It's very strange. It's comfortable. Very at home, bro. strange. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that because I came over hell oh, early. Shit. I was like, yeah, want to go see Les Miz? Uh, <laughs> He's like, God. that's like three hours long. Yeah, I know get get
2: ready of We're course going. he's going to the mall <laughs> where he worked no
0: i worked I at i worked at sears no yeah. not sears i worked at uh wells fargo
1: i i will say and Oops, someone earlier. else said this too in a, in a in a in a in a review that idris alba as uh Macavity was pretty good because he just was just I, no no up. i mean actually yeah i will say he was yeah i was like you know what not not not
2: bad him and
0: saying, James okay. Gordon were the two people I liked actually, and I know James Gordon is probably just being James Gordon, but I thought he was funny.
2: It was entertaining. He was
0: very Plus, he was a fat cat. Come on, man! It's a fat. Cat.
1: With the plastic food all over, yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah.
2: Was... It was. It was. I thought it was funny. <laughs> the scene where he couldn't, he they couldn't get him up over the <laughs> camp. Yeah, and I like that. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah.
0: yeah. I actually was like, oh, see, look, it. if they had dialogue, this movie would probably work. Yeah. Just a little, God. just a couple more lines of dialogue is all I needed, and then I, yeah yeah some
1: scenes i mean you could have maybe like turned it a little bit more like added more dialogue before busting into a song like literally three minutes after the last one ended
0: like no yeah it's it's, it's one long yeah it's all dialogue i mean it's all music
1: yeah which is one one long music video
0: yeah guys not a really good movie we wouldn't recommend it please don't watch it although some might say this is the tiger king so okay guys so that is the end of our review and that is actually the end of the podcast outside of our after the credits segment. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the feedback or responsive reviews. reviews. Uh, Marco's going to let you know how to reach us and also a, an announcement too.
1: I am. No, that's right. Por, Just kidding. Por I am. Que? Por que?
0: <laughs> Check us
1: out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at movie pod. Also very huge announcement. We are now finally on iHeartRadio. radio after a very long time of trying to achieve this goal and persevering, we made it, and we are very proud of that. We are very thankful to everyone. Uh, James just threw sequence up in the air. I don't know why. He's dancing around in I'm his trying room. To, I'm with-
0: Googling Marco's old play. I got to see this.
2: It's probably Armio, right? <laughs> yes. But am we- my sister right now. <laughs>
1: We're very, we're very thankful for everyone who's been supporting us from the very beginning and for leaving us reviews, giving us likes, sharing us. Uh, to all our guests that have appeared on this podcast, uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google Play Music, hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. And also, if you're on iHeartRadio, please hit the subscribe button.
0: Yeah, definitely. Anything helps guys Even just a quick little review Or a rating Just helps our algorithm On our end too So uh, we'd appreciate it So next one Episode 71 It's probably going to be Quarantine episode number 3 From the sound of it Uh, We're actually doing a marathon Yeah we're doing a marathon here It's one that we talked about And it's finally the time to do it We're going to be doing the Sean Connery James Bond marathon, which is going to include the George Lazenby yes. film. So
2: yeah, and you guys can watch it with us too. Most of them are actually on Amazon Prime, so you guys should you know <laughs> take a plunge with us while you're at home. Not most <laughs> of them, Nabil. <laughs> <to do>. Not <laughs> most and- of them the Bill. All of them. Mo- are on well, there. except for the Craig Daniel. Craig oh, not whoa! So, <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> all right, guys. So until next time, this is James and Marco and Nabil. Have a good one. After the credits.
0: And now we're at our after the credits segment here, guys. So we're gonna be going over our challenge for the video game segment. This is the final uh three parter, third part of the three parter, I guess. We did dun, dun, dun. audiobook first, TV show or TV TV season, I'm sorry, and then a video game. So now moving into this one guys, we're gonna go over what we played. We announced them last time, and I will let each person talk about that. We'll talk about this challenge overall. So I'm gonna start out here, guys. Just to
2: show you how it's done. So Change it up a bit.
0: <laughs> so, guys, the game that I played and completed was Luigi's Mansion 3. So this is developed by Next Level Games. Uh, they did Mario Strikers uh, on the Wii and GameCube, Punch Out on the Wii. And they also did the last Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, on uh, Nintendo 3DS. It was published by nice. Nintendo. So this is a first-party uh, release. So that's uh, one of their kind of flagship titles that came out. Uh, it was released on Halloween, October 31st, 2019 on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so quick little synopsis here, just a quick one. That's all it takes for this is cause it's a pretty simple story. So Luigi, Mario and Peach show up to this hotel. Basically the the gameplay takes place in a hotel. And what's going on is basically they've been tricked and they found out that King Boo is once again been freed and Mario, Peach and three of the toads that are with them are sucked into a painting and it's up to luigi to rescue his friends and there's 17 levels of the hotel and the hotel itself is made up of like different themes in each level actually which is pretty cool like one is like an egyptian theme there's like a fitness theme for one there's a pirate theme for one it's uh it's really cool it's like kind of their quote unquote worlds i guess you know so right on um the game took me exactly 11 and a half hours to beat because the switch actually tells you how long it takes to play a game which is i think is a pretty cool feature and also sad because it tells you that i also played 20 something hours of animal crossing on top of that in the last two weeks i'm like fuck (laughs) 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 so i actually been playing a lot of stuff and movies and tv shows how am i living oh yeah i know why Okay, so overall, so yeah, I didn't beat it in the ten hours, but this is supposed to be like a twelve hour game. And truthfully, I didn't, I didn't, I got a B ranking, which is not bad because it goes off of how long it takes you to beat. If you catch all the, there's like optional stuff, as, like any kind of Mario Luigi game, um, you can find like the hidden booze around the hotel, and there's gems, like five or six gems per each level. I got a majority of them, but I didn't get them all, so. I'm not quite like a completionist like that. I don't really care. I just want to, you know, I, I go in for the story and the gameplay, so. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's I was Just
1: like, kind of, to kind of uh, try to get as much as you oh, can. Oh, yeah, as yeah. As I'll try it. to. Yeah. If,
0: I, if I see it in a game, I'll be like, oh, I'll try to get it. Like, But yeah. I'm not going to be like, I have to search every inch of the fucking place to find, because a lot of them are super hidden, and or you have to do certain things ahead of time in order to get them. Or a lot of it, uh, just like any Mario game, when you learn new abilities, you can backtrack. I would do that to a point, but nice. I, I wasn't going to be like, let me start on floor one and work my way up 17 floors. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> Overall, I did like the game. I actually, um, it was really fun. I've beaten the other two as well. I beat them all last year, actually, in uh, anticipation of this game being released. So it was nice to... Because like the first game is very basic, I think. The first Luigi's Mansion on GameCube is... Uh, And also on 3DS, by the way, it was released is just one mansion and you get into the mansion. The second game on 3DS is um, several different mansions that you are basically ghost busting for in a way. And I like how this one is a little bit more free on what you can do. It's not like mission based. It's kind of like, hey, figure it out. But you can't you, you unlock each floor one by one. And you it's explore. more open world? Yeah, it actually is a little more open world. It's not super open nice. world, don't get me wrong, but they give you the freedom to choose what you want to do on the floor. It's not like, hey, you have to go here. It's like, hey, I mean, eventually you're going to want to fight the boss, but make sure you know you want to check each room this out. many rooms. Yeah, be, yeah, look through the stuff. I did that through every room, so that's why I found a lot of the gems for the most part. So, And it worked. So um, for the most part, I did enjoy this one. It did force me to beat a game that I've had since. I mean, I got it the day it came out, and i just been sitting there. So, <laughs> but the thing is with first-party Nintendo games, they never drop in price, so it would, and especially now, it would have been hard just to even pick this one up at this point, so I liked it. I thought it was a fun game. It's very lighthearted. Um, near the end, it gets a little more challenging, because just like any Mario game, there's kind of a a way to beat the bosses, I'd say. Like, yeah, to, there's always, like, some kind of a pattern, or you have to learn how to do something or dodge something at the right time, and... But I think if you're a fan of the previous two games as well, it's really fun because it continues the story, especially with King Boo. And even if you haven't played the other two, I'd recommend it just because it's it's just a really fun game. I don't think a lot of people have talked about it, too. it's just one of those games that 11 and a half hours is not too long of a time to beat a game. Truthfully, I think that's pretty average. Yeah, it's uh, decent. Yeah, it's a little bit past. I guess it's. Longer than a quote-unquote short game, but I don't know. I got through it really well, and it was one of those things that I never felt like it was a chore to play. Like, oh, fuck, I have to go play this. I was like, cool, I get to play it a little longer. And so I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun.
1: Awesome stuff, man. So that was a good fun game.
0: Yeah. Uh, What about you, Marco?
1: I ended up playing The Last of Us. Finally. So this game was... I was saying my prayers. I was
2: like, thank you, Jesus, for making it I'm very happy that you beat this game.
1: I've been putting it off for a year basically so finally did it so this game was developed by naughty dog who have done the uncharted games jack and daxter and also if you've been a long time playstation fan crash bandicoot and the publisher for this game is uh, sony entertainment so sony itself developed this game or published the game excuse me yep and it was released june 14th 2013 on playstation 3 actually i ended up playing it on my ps4 and the basic story of the game is um, in in the future, if a virus spreads by fungal spores and kills off basically most of humanity and reanimates them into zombie-like creatures that are blind and have great sense of hearing and either kill or eat other humans, basically. It was never really clear, like, if they eat them or not, but if they bite you, you basically become, like one of them, and they call them clickers because they make this clicking sound, oh, yeah. which is kind of creepy,
0: yep.
1: and it's, not going to lie, kind of scary in the dark, <clears throat> and then 20 years after losing his daughter and trying to escape the chaos, a lone survivor by the name of Joel and a young girl named Ellie are fighting to get to a hospital in Salt Lake City, Utah to uncover a secret that could basically save what's left of humanity. And I kind of tweaked that description a little bit because I don't want to give away um, something in the plot if you haven't played the game. Yeah, I was like, but that's, just uh,
0: just leave it there, Marco.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's basically the gist of it. And it, you start off in Boston, Massachusetts when the game starts off uh, in the flash forward 20 years later. And you're basically making your way across the, the United States, which is pretty cool. Um, each, like... Each level, I guess, or each stage basically takes place during a different season throughout the year. So you start off in spring, go to summer, then fall, winter, um, and then back to spring. And it's kind of cool as you see like your the atmosphere change and your surroundings change. Um, the gameplay is like semi-open world um, where like you're in an actual destination, but you can kind of roam and discover different rooms or go outside and like uh start uh you know picking up like materials ammo stuff like that and you're teamed up with a young character named Ellie and it's kind of cool because I don't know if anyone's ever played you know Resident Evil or not I know we have in the pod but anyone out there uh sometimes you're teamed up with another person and like you're given the option to work together as a team in order to accomplish certain tasks, and I like kind of like that aspect of the gameplay. It took about eight days to beat, give or take, around there. Yeah, about eight games, and roughly uh, like I try to keep count of how many hours I put into it. It's about 12 to 13 hours, and the whole like storyline is about 12 to 14 hours long, so I'm assuming it took like close to the amount of time it takes to, to beat it. I try to... Nice go like as fast as i could while still exploring as much as i could um i highly recommend this game and i really enjoyed it it's uh easily become one of my favorite games it's very much of a mix at least for me in my opinion it's very much a mix of resident evil bioshock and red dead redemption all into like all into one you are given a lot of challenges it's not an easy like walk in the park type of game uh, you have limited resources, limited ammo, limited uh, healing. And it's very much like you have to be very cautious when you're playing the game. Because like I said, like the, like the antagonists, the clickers, they're very sensitive to sound. So sometimes you have to crouch and be very careful when you're going across levels. And, um, at times, you have to go through an entire gauntlet of them and try to avoid detection in order to complete your task. And you have to be very smart about it because it's not always given to you as far as how you're supposed to complete certain tasks, which I, like, really enjoyed. So if you're familiar with any of the games that I mentioned there, then this would be, like, a very familiar way of playing a game. Uh, it is rewarding. The story Is done very well. It almost feels like you're playing a movie, and the acting and the performances from the characters are just really great. They did very well with like the the motion capture and with getting the expression of like these characters and really making you like invested in them and you really cared about like what happened to them. The cinematography of the game is just fucking beautiful, especially for a game that came out in 2013 it, like i I played like a remastered version of it so obviously like they uh you know fixed the game engine and made it more modern and it, it just looks so fucking like beautiful it was a little bit different for me to get used to the controls because i'm used to like xbox a lot so it just kind of like took me a little like learning curve in order to get used to like the different like buttons because there's shapes on the X- on the playstation versus like letters on the xbox but uh, once i like went over that curve it became pretty easy to play um i can't recommend this game enough like i i now see why these guys wanted me to play it for such a long time it's just such an enjoyable game i didn't want to put it down um i didn't want it to end either like i just wanted to know like what's next like what happens in the story next and even though it's been delayed i'm really excited for the sequel that's coming out eventually i mean it's uh, yeah. it's oh, yes, and definitely right. right now but hopefully once you know things at least you, know, you only gotta wait we'll, i mean
0: you just beat the game imagine having to wait yeah. seven years like me and Nabil like just waiting
1: <laughs> yeah um, it's a it's an action mean. horror game, so if you get spooked really easily, I I don't recommend uh, you know playing this game or at least playing it. I mean, in the I gotta say
0: though, I I'm not I'm kind of a wuss with horror games, man. Newbill knows this. Um, but I could even ha- I could handle this game. Yeah, it wasn't too, it yeah. was scary enough. It's you know, don't get me wrong, there's you, some you creepy it. moments, and right. I mean truthfully, the scariest people are not even the monsters, so. The people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, don't get discouraged at the beginning, because I, I mean, I even read up online for some people, like you do die a lot at the beginning, because it, you have to. There's no real hints as far as like what you're supposed to do. Right. I mean, you you have a task and you have a mission, like you have to get from one spot to another, or you have to open a certain door, uh, go across certain obstacle. But once you once you enter, you know that challenge, like you're supposed to figure it out on your own. Yeah. I'd say and if, sometimes you die a lot, but it's worth the payoff for sure.
0: If you've played like the Uncharted games, it'll probably be a little more familiar to you. It's the same game engine too. Um, yeah,
1: or Resident Evil too does the yeah, same thing. Somewhere. Like you have to solve puzzles yeah. and you have to you know try to use your instincts in order to solve like certain like Uncharted. Uh, of, I I just say stages. directly
0: because they made those too, and there's a lot of things right. in Uncharted where it's open ended. Like hey, figure it out. Like get to the temple. You're like fuck. How the fuck do I do this? Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm glad you played it, dude.
1: Yeah. Um me too, man. Uh I'm glad I ended up choosing this one cuz I was kind of like indecisive at first what I would do, but ended up going for this one because it fit our specific time frame, yeah, and, our 10-hour time frame and one I I really wanted to scratch off my list.
0: Yep. No, I'm glad. I mean, like I'm glad that you've you know just started with the PS4 kind of stuff cuz I mean, there's a reason why Sony has won this console generation, man. It's their exclusives. Like, their their storytelling on their games are absolutely insane of how well they do, man. Like like I said, God of War, you have the Uncharted games, Spider-Man, all these other games, man. This is just, like, the beginning, I think. So, I'd highly recommend checking out more of those. And I know you have a lot of them, too, so. check yeah, them out. Yeah, I'll cool. definitely be. <laughs> I'll be giving
1: my PS4 a little bit more love. And uh, now that I'm more acclimated with it, I can start uh, getting into some of those games god of war for sure and also horizon zero dawn is one that i also want to play i still
0: haven't Um, actually played uh beaten that one horizon that's one where i i need to go back but it's it's quite a long game it's like a 40-hour game so yeah that's what i heard yeah but uh it's supposed to look it looks really good and it's supposed to play really good too so good stuff what about you nabil i understand yours is a bit of a tougher one
2: so i was playing the game control Developed by uh, Remedy Entertainment, who came out with uh, Alan Wake and Quantum Break. Also did uh, the Max Payne, original first two Max Payne games. Um, It was also published by 505 Games. It was out for PS4, Xbox, and PC, and I played it on uh, PS4. Uh, but basically, the synopsis is that you're in a federal agency. It's called the Federal Bureau of Control. Mm-hmm. And it's in New York. It's been the, the agency itself has been invaded by some otherworldly threat. Um, and you kind of walk in the door as the new director of the Bureau. Um, and you're working on trying to regain, quote, control of the <laughs> Bureau of Control. Um, and you're kind of going through this really weird building that has different sectors that have these weird like the control they call them the bad guys are called hiss and they're kind of uh, uh you have to control them i'm just kidding yeah you kind of do you have to cleanse them uh, people are are being controlled by the hiss and you have to cleanse them of it and so you're fighting a bunch of these weird essentially they're people yeah that were taken over um and the ultimate goal is to find a way to you know, contain the building and get it back to normal. The bureau itself is weird. The the building is ever-changing. Like, you have to... Know, it's hard to navigate sometimes until you, like, essentially cleanse the area because the it just keeps evolving. What does a sector. non-cleansed area look like? There's just, like, the walls are kind of all janky and weird and closed in, and you can only go to certain areas. Uh-huh, and okay. uh, all of a sudden, once you, like, you, you get bombarded with a bunch of these hiss characters, yeah. that you end up being able to um, get to this control point and cleanse it. And then there's more things to do, essentially. Um, the story, it's, it's a very interesting game in the sense of the plot, where you really don't know what's going on. You don't know why you walk in as a director. You don't know what's happening and it slowly peels it away so there's a bit of a story there of course to understand it even at the end after beating the game um, there's still a lot more to do like you haven't finished everything but this the, and the story doesn't really have a climax like there's a goal that your main character is trying to to uh, there's an, you know she's trying to complete but mm-hmm. there's no I didn't feel like there was real resolve in it. From what I've heard, the DLC is supposed to be like the real ending, right? Yeah, it's called The Foundation. That just came out, actually, um, just last month. So that is supposed to hopefully finally close yeah. it out. But this doesn't really close it. Like, you're now, at the end of the game, essentially, you're now tasked to con- cleanse the rest of the building, you know, after the main kind of plot. yeah, And, and then you'll be able to, to hopefully truly end the game.
1: Is that, in, is that included or you need to,
2: no, you purchase, have to purchase the diesel? The DLC, yeah. oh.
0: And it's not even available on Xbox yet until like June or some shit.
2: Yeah, it's an exclusive on on, on PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. Um, and the game PC is by the way different and PC. The the gameplay is cool. Um, you're it's it's you essentially get this like kind of cool gun that can change uh, to From like a regular gun to like an automatic to a shotgun and does different things. There's mods that you can do um, on the weapons. And then there's obviously like personal mods that you can do about like health. And some. And she's got like some superpowers that you get over the game. Um, things like you can um, take over the hiss, essentially, to work on mm-hmm. your side. You can fly, which is different. With um, a cape? No, no cave, <laughs> damn. But you're 11. You can pick up things, which I did a lot of, um, and and launch them at a people. I seen them on the trailers, um, yeah, mm-hmm, which cool. is pretty cool. You get a little. You can make your own little shield, um, and you kind of learn that throughout the game. Um, and I actually enjoyed the gameplay a lot. It, it's very different, the mechanics, mm-hmm. and it is very difficult to 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 uh, figure out how to to. Combine them as you're playing, like being able to multitask, because each stage you go to, obviously, it has become more difficult. Um, They just become kind of overwhelming. A lot of them come at once. yeah, Um, And you've got to be able to navigate the different types of enemies, like some enemies do this, and some other enemies do certain things, and being able to navigate that and, and know how to use all your powers. It's not something that I'm always very comfortable with doing. Is this where uh, the difficulty
0: <laughs> spike happened for you, Nabil?
2: It happened near the end. There was a couple levels where there just there was an onslaught of it and you had to beat them to get to the next part. And I, I just had such a difficult time of trying to find the balance yeah. on, on what I needed to do to to beat them all. And um and like as James knows, he's played with me quite a few times, I'm kind of the guy who is always trying to hunt around and look for different things. So, I'll get myself in a situation because I'm looking at something, and then all of a sudden I'm being overwhelmed. Like crap! Now I. I mean, yeah, out but
0: okay. So, how far did you get into Quantum Break, Newell?
2: I didn't get very far. Okay, because
0: Quantum yeah. Break and Controller, I've heard. I mean, without a spoiler, it might connect. Apparently. Oh really? To a point, but the way, especially the combat is in Quantum Break, it's about you know time and stuff, and that game solely relies on you doing all these combos to learn how to defeat the enemies. Cause man, I, I won't like quantum break near the end is gets really tough too. That's why when you were telling me that over the weekend, I was like, Oh fuck. Cause I remember, especially the last boss fight, quantum break. I probably took me like three hours to beat him. Yeah. Just Jesus. cause I kept dying. I was like, and uh, dude, it was getting to the point where I was about to throw a controller through like a, the wall yeah coming. and that was
2: my thing like <laughs> I, I took a rough estimate because playstation will really doesn't tell you how long you've played yeah. it but I, I i probably put in about 15 and a half hours oh, in wow. this game yeah. total i spent like friday night to saturday morning i think i played for a solid 12 hours That's... trying to get through most of it even though i had earlier put five hours thinking oh, i only got half of it done <laughs> and Jeez. no i was nowhere near like now. where I, am i
0: in this game
2: i finished it at like five o'clock on sunday to try to get to this final boss um, Holy shit yeah it was like I was worried. I was telling James, I was like, I don't think I want to beat this challenge. I fucking hate this, <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah. It's not how I play you're games. You telling me, you're like, <laughs> you know?
0: no, I don't want to force this. I was like, damn, bro. I was like, you should have just played Doom. Yeah, I should have <laughs>
2: played Doom or something like that. It's, it's just because it's not the way that I, I usually play games. I usually do take some more time to go through them. See, but my whole um, thing was,
0: I thought, because I've seen you play some pretty complex games too. Like, for instance, I always think of when you beat Final Fantasy 13 when I came over that one time, and I was like, damn, this is like a lot of shit going on. Especially swapping jobs and stuff, I was like, he can probably handle. it. Because I have Control, but I haven't started it. I was actually originally going to start Control, but then because you chose it, I was like, okay, I'll back
2: off. So,
1: like, never mind. I, um, I'd say that's one thing that I did like about The Last of Us is the more you upgraded your weapons and stuff, the easier it was to strategize. And, oh yeah, especially like, Last and of Us around the bad guys. You try even to even like the live humans that you had to shoot yeah, too, because there I would are
0: some say like, you live
2: options that you have to kill. You would upgrade in that one
0: like what you use the most too, you know.
2: All right make yeah. shit yeah, really quick. And I think that's where I I think it's my fault the way I was approaching the game because when you're playing it it does feel more like of an action mm-hmm. kind of shooter game. Yeah. Um, so you don't feel like it's a lot of strategy. The, bo- the the bad guys are really not that difficult to fight. Um but is it as, I have a question though. Is it is it like a horror game in a way? It oh, that's what I wanted to mention. It's creepier than I thought it was going to be. It's way creepier. For the trailers, it looks creepy. I was like, oh, man. I didn't I didn't realize how creepy it was going to be. The music is ominous. The mm-hmm. story that they're telling you, there's some very eerie parts. Um, I was, you know, when I was playing very late night and the things were going, I was freaking myself. I was like, why am I playing this by myself? <laughs> like, creeping myself. Out. Just because it's not trying to if be scary, but very eerie, you know, like just. The whole world of yeah. unknown, and you don't know what's going on. I mean, that, that um,
0: directly, uh, did you ever play Alan Wake? Yes. I I've actually never, him. I've wanted to go back to beat that, but that game is really, really creepy. Yeah. Like, it's, like, really, like, pretty scary. But now that, ever since you and I beat Resident Evil 7, I almost feel like we can play anything now. I mean, that
2: was a pretty scary <laughs> game, and we made it through. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I was, like, sweating this the whole time, but yeah. Yeah.
1: I might invest into that one, too.
2: I think you'd like but it, but definitely uh, I enjoyed the game, and I would recommend playing it. Um, I think now that I finally beat the main story, mm-hmm. there's a lot of side missions to do, and I'm looking forward to kind of just go through them at my own pace, and then eventually playing the, the DLC. And yeah,
0: I w- let us know how if you do that DLC, if that adds to it at all too. Yeah, because I mean, as much as I hate like an ending being behind a paid fucking way, but I mean, we'll see. But um, one thing I did want to bring up with that, too, was the way that you ended up playing it was kind of, I guess, faster paced. Because of that, though, did you not like the challenge overall? Or did you still... I didn't.
2: Yeah, it, it's because I had to feel... I felt rushed trying to beat through it. Yeah. That I didn't enjoy this challenge as much as I did with the other ones, and that I think added to the. Pre- I was cursing to my wife, like I've never not beaten something that I've been told I'm going to beat. Like I can't just oh. not do this. I was totally. It's kind of weird. I was prepped by the way.
0: Sorry, Mark. I was prepped to be like, oh, well, cool. guys,
2: Snivel didn't beat his thing, so." <laughs>
1: it, it's kind of weird to, to have like a specific time for a video game versus like a show and and, right. and a book, but like I I. I, for a second, almost felt the same with my game. Almost. So, I feel your pain.
2: Yeah.
0: Step it up, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. On, I, I mean, don't I chose... Hey! I, I was fighting ghosts too. You don't think I was scared? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I would say, because, like, Nabil, like, that game, Control does look kind of creepy, but... um, Because Quantum Break is not really... It's just time travel, which is kind of cool. The whole time yeah. travel concept. Alan Wake gets creepy, so that's why I was like, oh, shit. Control uh, always kind of, I mean, I'm going to play it eventually, too, because like, I, I got it at Black Friday really cheap, so. And that's a game. And uh, IGN gave it their game of the year for 2019, oh, yeah. by the way.
2: Very fun game. Like I said, the game yeah. mechanics is great. The story is interesting. I definitely, you know, you want to know more and know about the lore. And it's mm-hmm. it's not too hard to follow. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, and like I said, it's not scary. Like, I wasn't, like. There weren't drip scares or anything like a Resident Evil. Or yeah, something. No. it was just it's just very creepy. Like the whole time you're playing, there's like a, an ambiance of like you don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. or what's going what's gonna be in this next room, um, and that kind of adds to that creep factor.
0: Okay, well shit. So guys, overall, like, what did you guys think of all these challenges overall? The three of them, uh, Marco.
1: Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I expected because, like, at first I was like, "Oh shit, how are we gonna do this?" And you know, You're like a we're, book, we're look at time. And <laughs> and I was looked. like, what? "Well, I guess." I was like, oh, I we never really like
0: set limits on ourselves before or time limits, but
1: I mean, we, we I, have you know, in a way it, though.
0: Like, whenever we have a marathon, like, hey, you have to watch seven movies in a true like, two like, weeks, and,
1: and that kind of like made me like think about it. Well, I guess if you know, we can watch all of. Uh, the Fast, fast and Furious movies. movies. <laughs> Good God, that yeah, was the fucking. Fast and movies Then we could do this, yeah. and we could do all the Marvel movies in 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 uh, preparation for like the the new Marvel release. I guess we could do this, but um, it, it was it was fun to do it for three different mediums: books, movies, or, or books, TV shows, and uh, video games. So um, I really liked it. I'd say um, you want me to say my favorite right now? Or you want me to wait?
0: Actually, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What was your favorite?
1: Uh, I would say it's kind of a biased opinion, but the uh, video game was my favorite. I think I enjoyed The Last of Us a lot. Yeah, I would say uh, video game first, TV show, and then the book only is last only because like my book sucked.
0: So actually, we all were kind of disappointed in our books were. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I was, like, I was damn. like, damn, none of us liked our books. Uh, did nah. you pet the giraffe? <clears throat>
1: Did uh yeah, I pet the giraffe. Yeah, you of did course, her, you <laughs> pet the giraffe. Uh, what I I the yeah, that was. Wanted, fucking adorable. I wanted to run him. <laughs> me too. I did. Uh, I did enjoy the because my game had DLC also, and it was optional. But I went yeah. and did it anyway. It As a little side story, and adds more background to I think uh, the character of Ellie. And yeah, I really liked that too. I thought it was a great companion. To the I game.
0: wish they just inserted that into <clears throat> the game. By the way, yeah. After like because it takes place during a certain sequence. I kind of wish they had just yeah. like played it off. But I get it. It was a DLC, so whatever.
1: Yeah, but there were parts of it where they really could have inserted in there and oh, yeah. kind of added more to the main storyline because it goes back and forth between like the quote-unquote present and her past yeah. before she uh, started teaming up with Joel. But, yeah. Like, I get I, it. I, why, I agree.
0: But, yeah. yeah, I agree. No, but Deboe, you play the DLC, right? Yes, oh, You're the one who told me to play it because I bought it separately.
2: Yeah, it it, t- it ties in. It does a very good job. And Naughty Dog has always been really good with their DLC. Oh, yeah. Um, and tying it in and making it really its own thing. I
0: think it came out something like a year after the game came out right or something like that yeah
2: it was right before um it was on ps4 yeah, yeah
0: i remember that because i was like oh okay i i bought it separately that's why just the dlc mm-hmm. uh so nabil what did you think about the challenges overall
2: i i did enjoy the challenges overall i'd say you know i did say that this was my my least favorite challenge and it's more <laughs> just because of my play <laughs> style <laughs> and it hurt myself you up know, doing it <sighs> oh, um
0: he's like but never forced me to play a game again like this yeah <laughs> <You> son <laughs> yeah, of a yeah. bitch
2: <laughs> um but I, honestly, though I didn't like my book as much, I think that that was my favorite challenge. Really? Um, okay. It was different, and I really got into like the uh, the whole audiobook, going through it, listening to mm-hmm. it, and, and really pushing myself. I was surprised at how how long it took me to finish it too, um, and it's gotten gotten me to back into reading a little bit. I'm I'm on my already on my other book. Oh, nice! There you go. Uh, man. What yeah, do, What are so, you reading right
0: now? Reading
1: porn doesn't count, Bill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm reading the the Golden Finch. Um, I know nice. they came up with the uh, the movie. Just came up the out. movie. I heard the movie's not that I, good. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm gonna read the book first, and then you yeah. know, give my. I've heard to the movie. book is really good though. Yeah. Nice. So you know, it's um, it. I really just enjoyed that aspect of it of being able to read, and though I didn't enjoy the book as much, I did mm-hmm. um, I did like the fact that I was able to, kind of spread my time yeah. out reading it and, and the, or listening to it in our case. Yeah. So. yeah. What
0: about what you, about James? You? Uh, for me, both of you double jinx um <laughs> i actually you know what it's strange i like the book the The book was the easiest one for me right right i got it done like two days after we did it i was like oh my god i'm done already so i think that was probably the one that i enjoyed the most because i was it was also like you know am not trying to be a bummer it's before all this shit happened too before the quarantine stuff right. so it was like i can do it whenever i want <laughs> right and then <laughs> It was like I was doing it while like doing Legos and shit too. It was like I'm building Legos and listening and you know stuff like that. And then after that, it just you know like situations in life we just got really dire. <laughs> it was like, oh great, fuck. Uh, the one that I liked the least was probably the TV show because although my I, I did enjoy my show overall, I think it was harder to get into because like I told you guys, it was a show that I think introduced just way too many characters with the crystal, the dark crystal stuff. And although I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> Um yeah, the stuff of nightmares. I, I just keep <laughs> yelling yeah. my head with that and cats. I was like, man, I'm just having such a gellical time. So Yeah, I'm wondering which one's scarier. Uh Dark Crystal or Cats. Probably Dark Crystal, man. Dark Crystal's yeah. dark. That was scary, not to just I mean, the show. Yeah, movie. the movie itself is a really Oh, you gotta watch that stuff, Mark. I can't believe you've never seen it. Um I would say the video game was second though. Was Definitely, it was fun to play mine. Uh, it sounds like I had a lot, a lot less stressful time. I mean, man, Nibble made me makes I don't know, he's stressing me out just telling me how he played. I'm like, damn, bro, now you're making me not want to play this game. <laughs> no,
2: I think now that you if you play the game, you'll be fine because you're not for you know rushing through. It. No, if, if I didn't feel rushed, I wouldn't probably feel as bad.
0: Yeah, I can't believe it. Nibble's like, this might be the first one I don't do. I was like, damn, and mind bro, you, my bad.
2: Marco finished The Last of Us, which is a very long game, even though it was only a few hours. It mm-hmm. is a very long game, you know, to get through, yeah. so. Marco definitely would have had it worse yeah
0: so I mean I'm looking forward to the game controller to play because I I, like I said I will play it too i liked, I really like quantum break quite a bit although when you were telling me about it it just reminded me a lot it's like oh yeah fuck quantum break wasn't all like fucking quantum break was one of the first games to get the Xbox one X enhanced version that's why so that's the reason I played it when I got my X I was like because I had quantum break for a long time but I was like oh I have to try it now
2: man I, I you know I played this on PlayStation 4 and so I don't have a pro and so it. Lags I've heard. Sometimes. I've heard
0: it doesn't run well. It doesn't even. Did you,
2: you know it doesn't even run well on PC? Really?
0: Because the PC version has ray tracing, and I guess they were just aiming way too high.
2: It's way. Yeah. It's just way too much for the PlayStation. I can tell you that much. Because every once in Fuck. a while, it's like things are just. Shaking it's supposed to
0: run ends. the best on Xbox One X, so that's why. I mean, that's why it's nice that I bought it on. And I mean, I should have just got an Xbox. Well, no, I I I could have done it on Pro, I guess, because I have a Pro too, so. But from what I've heard, it doesn't run very well on anything, so don't be mad. So, it's one of those things where I think with the technology, it's just not quite there. I wouldn't be shocked if, for instance, you see this on, like, PS5 or Xbox Series X. Right, we released, we Probably. All right, guys, so that is the end of the challenge. No more challenges for a while, just marathons. Marco is... Already making a martini, shaking us, I'm already outside. starting with the boy. He's got a, ci- a loose cigarette in his mouth, too. I'm already starting with the boys right now. I'm already drunk. You don't understand that James Bond was based on my life. Um, so all jokes aside. No more foreplay. Yeah, all, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, just because uh, it's a this, this is our little after credits. It doesn't matter how long we go, but... Nabil, I know you've seen all the Connery and Lazby stuff, but this would be a nice refresher, at least. Right. At least you kind of know the storylines of some of these, because some of them are mm. fucking out there. Marco, have you seen any Connery films? I have seen
1: none of the Connery films. I think I... A long time ago, I think I started...
0: Most people watch Goldfinger, if you watched any of them.
1: Yeah, I started Goldfinger, and um, I think I was... <laughs> No surprise. I was really drunk and I passed out. <laughs> oh, so nice. uh, I've only really seen the Timothy Dalton movies and the first two Pierce Brosnan movies.
0: You didn't see these other ones, Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. Not even. Oh, not no, movie?
1: no, because I was really disappointed by like the one. Uh, was the one you after
2: Ally Barry? Uh,
0: it would what? have been Goldeneye. No. You saw, and yeah. then the second Tomorrow one is Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never, Never Dies. Never
1: dies. Yeah. yeah, after Tomorrow Never Dies, I was like, all right, I'm Tomorrow done. Tomorrow
0: Never Dies is pretty. I mean. Golden Eye was really. I, would, I really like Golden I'm going to say this out. before we do these marathons. Don't be discouraged, guys. Some of them are a product of their time. A lot yeah. of plots. Yeah. Some of the plots are really like, whoa, what the fuck, right? Like, you would never expect these to be the plots of the film. You're like, this is really the plot. Like, yeah, that's the plot, man. But, you know.
1: And I guess if you're counting them, I've seen all the Austin Powers
0: movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, this don't counts, sir. So. You could even say, I mean, it's weird. Like, we're watching, just as a heads up, if anyone's still listening, the Eon. Eon, these are all the Eon films, by the way, because there's actually some offshoots that are, quote unquote, James Bond films. Like Sean Connery later on in life shot a remake of Thunderbolt. It's called, um God, what is it called? It's it's it was made in the eighties, I think. Look, that Ball sh- Thunder. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because he's really old in that one too, and he's like kind of like an older James Bond. So it's kind of like, oh shit, but it's not an official canon movie.
2: Is his name James Bond? Yeah. Oh, we have to watch these steep cuts, James. You gotta send me these.
0: No, <laughs> it's, the it's not very. Good. I need it's, to know. He looks so old. Like just to let you know, like he he wears a toupee in every movie too. So he's he's wearing his goatee
2: during this one. I thought he was Queen oh, yeah. yeah. No. So
0: no, I not. personally like Sean Connery a lot. So especially yep. in these movies, this is kind of what made him. He's every that's what I that's what I'm looking forward to talking with you guys. Is like the evolution of the character from uh, Connery all the way to Craig and you really see that what each actor brought to it and what kind of like other actors may have captured got rid of you know the day is mine <laughs> <The> day. <laughs> welcome Trebek. <to back. laughs>
2: your mother
0: <laughs> so um it's i mean yeah there's a lot of memes on it but you got to remember too it's product of their time so um yeah. and truthfully i conry stuff is uh they did a video game on like from russia with love i don't know if right. you guys remember that or not it was really mm-hmm. fucking good dude so That is the end of the pod. I know we went on a little bit on a tangent at the end there, but the challenge is done. Uh, Marathons are coming up. Uh, Until next time, guys, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one.